unfurl your funbrella, we take a deep dive into the world of Parasol Stars on Amigos, Everything Amiga. Hi everybody, welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today, Aaron, we're going to talk about Parasol Stars. Oh man. Are you much of an umbrella user? I never use an umbrella. Really? Ever. Because I don't like to have to carry one. Mm. I just get wet. Or Sometimes I'll wear a hat. Really? Because when it rains, and, you're, and you know this, no hair and rain, not good. Yeah, it's a bad it's time, isn't it? Yeah. And the thing is, you got no hair, so mm -hmm. the water is right down your face. <laughs> yep. Much like when you sweat. You're, you're stumbling around. <laughs> It's a bad scene. Why don't we carry umbrellas? We're idiots. I do carry an umbrella. That's you the difference do? between well, you Well, you're more uh, you're more proper. Well, when you dress like this. Yeah. You, See, you, you when I dress like this, it. no one cares if I come in soaking wet. You got a good rain hat though? Well, I do have a decent hat. Deer stalker? No, I wish. I remember those hats you could get that just like were an umbrella? Yeah. Yeah, where do those go? They need a combination of that with the beer thing that you can hang. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The double. And possibly a Groucho Mars mustache. Yeah, brand. and maybe something to hold nachos. <laughs> By God, we'd, I'd buy a set of those right now. Do you really carry an umbrella around? I do. I carry it in the car. But I mean, that's you don't you don't walk around like a, you know like one of like the a, like, like a nineteenth century gentleman. No, well, I don't. You dress like one. That's why I thought maybe you did. I didn't know. I do have an umbrella that also has a sword in it. That I take out. Really? <laughs> that would be great. No, I don't. I wish I did. My dad's got a sword cane. I don't think he's got a sword umbrella. Yeah, that'd be cool. Or the, like the thing the penguin had that has the gas that it's comes got, out like, of it. But it, that thing does. It can fly. It does everything. Of course, you'd have to be the you'd have to wear the top hat and stuff too. I, hey, and I, the a cigarillo extender. Mm -hmm. I'd love I'd love to wear a top hat. When are those coming back? You could pull that off, boat. I think you're more of a derby gentleman. That's true. That's you know, true. Or something that or fits your southern dandy say moniker. England. Yes, they call it Darby. Well, that's the the name of the town is Darby in England, even though they spell like Derby. Huh. It's so weird. is but that's not where the Derby came from, is it's it? It's a good question. It's a question I don't know the answer to. We shouldn't talk about history here. We're dumb. Let's talk about Parasol Star. Nice work. All right, Aaron. Parasol Stars. Yeah. The story of Bubble Bobble 3. Is that the story? This story is convoluted weird, Boat. <laughs> you know, this is this happens a lot in Japanese games where they say, blah, 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 the story of blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I, you know, so I, I stuck that in there, with the, but it was a lot of typing. I was like, what is this? <laughs> I've never heard anybody say that part. Yeah, yeah. It's, you don't often hear that. In fact, the European releases of this game, I believe, was this game was actually known as Rainbow Islands 2. Better name. Because that was the, uh, the, bigger, that was the bigger hit. Yeah. Coming off the heels, um, so this is the the third rendition of the uh, the the immortal Taito classic. Uh, the first two games being Bubble Bobble and Rainbow Islands. Can you before we get too deep into yeah, this? Yeah, man. Is and maybe you're gonna. Is there some sort of continual story that arches across these games? I don't understand yes. what's going on. I, I will tell you. Exactly oh, what beautiful, outstanding. But uh, so this game uh, was uh, released by Taito in uh, 1991. Tato, if you will. Yeah. Uh, Potato. The uh, the game features Bubby and Bobby, the human forms of Bub and Bob oh, from Bubble Bobble. Okay. So they, they, you play Bubble Bobble, you're not playing humans, you're playing as dinosaurs. Well, guess what? Those dinosaurs were actually humans. Oh, okay. And guess what? When they turned back into humans, their names got dumber. Okay. The 
So, so they actually took on different names. Yeah, took on what? When they were dinosaurs, it was Bub and Bob. Yeah. They just added the E at the end. So you got Bubby, which nobody wants to be called Bubby. No. That's no good. Bobby's okay. It's sort of like Dr. That. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Like yeah. when they switched personas or wrestling. Okay, mm-hmm. I got it. Exactly, exactly. So uh, this game is a it's a single screen platformer. Uh, they you you play as Bub or Bob, and uh, you use a magic parasol to defeat enemies and collect items across a whole uh, galaxy of or solar system full of, of worlds. Yeah, weird um, worlds. Yeah, so I would say that this game combines elements of Bubble Bobble and Rainbow Islands together. Uh, this game was developed, as I said, by Taito for the the PC Engine for the Turbo Graphics 16 first. And then it was later ported to all the other systems by Ocean, Manchester's own Ocean mm. software. Yeah, they really rose to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, uh, the, the PC Engine version was published by Taito. The TurboGrafx-16 version was published by Working Designs. Oh, yeah. Which uh, they have quite a, quite a name in the, in the TurboGrafx-16 world. Uh, the designer of this game was Kataru Uchimura, and uh, he did uh, Bubble Bobble and Liquid Kids, one of your favorites. Yeah, and a lot of acid, yep. presumably. Yep. Uh, the programmer was Haru Suzuki. Uh, he did the uh, TurboGrafx-16 port of Ninja Warriors. Oh, yeah. And he did the Game Gear port of Rastan. We talked about Rastan. I don't think I played the Game Gear port. We'd have to, maybe on a a future disaster screen Mm, when you focus on the Game Gear. Good idea, both. Yeah. Uh, The graphics were done by Kishi uh, Ito. I don't know quite how to say that. I think you get dead on. Uh, He uh, he did the one of my favorite games, and this is a shoot. uh, The Flintstones or the Rescue of Dino and Hoppy. Or Dino and Hoppy uh, for the NES. I is love that, that super game. Super rare. That uh, one? No, that's the second one. Oh, okay. uh, Rescue at Dinosaur Peak. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Um, and uh, the sound was done by Yasuko Yamada, who also worked on the Flintstones games, and he also worked on an arcade game, which I just had to mention because the name of the arcade game is Violence Fight. I played that. Have you? I played Violence Fight. Not that good. <laughs> Would have never guessed a game called Violence Fight might not be yeah, good. Yeah, it's sort of derivative, but right so man. settle in, Aaron. Okay, I'm, and, I'm in. Man. And let me tell you the lore behind Rainbow. Yeah, I've Islands. been dying to hear this. Okay, once long ago, there was a courageous warrior that entered a cave of monsters with the intent of sealing it forever. Yeah. Okay, he did it. He sealed off <laughs> that's, the that's, thing. <laughs> that's all there was to it. And he that's did it. it. Game over. <laughs> no, what happened was one monster escaped. No, there's always one. There's always one, okay? After a while, the monster grew, and he grew big, and he grew mean. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And he grew strong enough to break the power of that warrior's magic seal, and so all the monsters got out. Okay. Okay? Man. That monster, who became known as... Chaos Extan. That's right. I did not mispronounce it. Chaos, like Chaos Extan. That's right. Chaos, okay. It's Chaos Extan. You don't want to live there. No. Okay. Oh, maybe it might maybe be cool. You, you sort of already do. Yeah. Uh, Chaos Extan unleashed the monsters within the cave on the world once again. Yeah. Okay. What a jerk. So during while all this was happening, Bubby and Bobby, our heroes, had won the admiration of the villagers of Rainbow Islands. By defeating the enemies terrorizing their planet. Yeah. Okay. The planet. Yeah. Okay. okay. So the Rainbow Islands, that all that was a planet wide saving. Are they on okay. a different planet than yes. us? Yes. Okay. They're on a different planet. All okay. Right. 
So what happened was after they did this to show their appreciation, the citizens of this planet gave Bubby and Bobby these magic parasols. All right. Okay. Oh, of course. Now, in the months that followed, Bub and Bob were so intent on learning to harness the power of the magic parasol. Yeah. They didn't notice the menacing presence that was overtaking the neighboring planets. Oh. They were too busy training with the parasol. So the people of the Rainbow Island planet have interstellar travel. That's true. Okay. That's that's what they do. You wouldn't have expected that given looking at them. Yeah, yeah. I mean they're they're wise beyond their years. Yeah, they look dopey. Yeah. So one day they received an emergency distress signal from one of the nearby planets. Yeah. And even though they hadn't quite mastered the techniques of the magic parasol, they sucked it up and disappeared into the skies above Rainbow Island, unaware of the danger and size of their new quest. I see. So they did, did they use the parasols to actually get to the other planet? You're watching it right there. You're right. They did use it's them. It's a magic parasol. Man. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Weird. So your job is to travel from planet to planet, eradicating the alien forces. This on is each much planet. more sinister than I thought when I was playing it. it yeah, just seems sort of cute it's, it's to got me. a dark side. Okay, so this game takes place on a number of different worlds. Uh, there are ten total worlds, but only eight are uh, are regularly playable. And each planet is called a star, which doesn't make any sense. But yeah. that's just what, well, it is, what, what it does. Is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. You got your musical star, which is the first world, second world, wood star, machine star, gamble star. <laughs> Man. I didn't, I didn't make it to gamble I star. I was a gamble star one time, but, but I thought I was. <laughs> then I sobered up. And then there's even more worlds that are unlockable. Oh, man. Okay. If you get the star miracle... You can get a key, which will let you into World 9 and World 10. Oh, man. World 10, you need the key book of death. Key book? The key book of death. It's a key and it's also a book of death. Weird. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sort of like something like a magic spells in the book. Exactly. Like, okay, exactly. Here. Okay. Like the Necronomicon. Yeah. So, I just told you the lore of this game. What did you think the story was? Well, it's hard to enter. It's hard to get the three games in a row. So, but the, I haven't, I wasn't the story of this game. I thought a little geek with an umbrella fought freaky crap as he was coming down from a drug high. Hmm. That's my guess. Because this, look at the crap that's going on during your speech. It's madness. Like so, it's, yeah, I, you know, I've talked a lot about sort of the basic premise of this game and the mechanics. Yeah. Tell me what actually goes on in this game. So, you play, or actually, you play one or two people. Yeah. Uh, which is, you got to give them that. Yeah. Uh, and you've got the magic umbrella, and you're basically being besieged by various freaks, Okay. Uh, and and you, it's your job to vanquish them with the parasol. Now, when I first started playing this, I didn't realize there were it had moves, you got moves. I just thought you just whack them, you're no, done. You right? got tons of moves. So you got you could whack them, and then once you whack them, you, or sometimes you have to whack them a couple times, they'll be stunned. Then you can sort of whack them, give a good whack, and they'll take out other suckers in a row, right? Then I got to this level where. The suckers were in like this maze. I was like, how do you get in now? And they were kept coming out and killing me. Well, they liquid, obviously liquid kids took some inspiration from this because there's dripping water. And if you hold, I think it's, is it down, down or up? It's, it's down take, with the button. And the a water will accumulate. It's not just water, but we'll get to that. And if you get enough water, a big, huge wad of water 
Joaquin goes, oh, is that right? So, yeah, a wad? It's the and then, W-O-D. And then it goes down the drain, and it sweeps these suckers out like uh, trash in the gutter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's also areas where you can get, like, lightning, for example. And you can hold that up there, and then you can give somebody the old shot. Mm-hmm. But you're continuously getting bombarded by these guys. The screen is full of stuff all the time. <laughs> So if you're like me, and you're like, what's good, what's bad, what's happening? This guy's purple, this guy's green, what's going on? That's pretty much the way I spent my time early on. That's, anyway. a, that's a good summary. So let's talk about the parasol, all the different things the parasol can do. Yeah. Okay? It can block enemies. It can stun enemies. You can use it to capture enemies and hold them aloft above your head. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, that's pretty funny. You can use it to throw enemies and throw items. You can also use your parasol to slow your fall. Okay? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's tons of things. This has got to be the most versatile accessory of all time. It is sort of like the ping one. You're yeah, right. Yeah. So um, now, the enemies that are on each one of these worlds, these are, like you said, they're freaks. Okay? <laughs> they're cute freaks, they're cute but they're freaks. freaks. Yeah. You've got stars, fish, rabbits, clowns. I mean, almost anything that's conceivable. Musical the, weapons, yeah. musical pianos, in and the, drums. It, yeah, I mean, everything is here. Everything is here. There's, there's cats, like bears unicorns, bears. There's a one-man band, a la Dick Van Dyke, at the beginning of uh, Mary Poppins. Except he's evil. Except he's evil. Um, so there's tons and tons of stuff, and this is a game that had that features boss fights okay oh, yeah, you've yeah. got you've got this and to call this a single screen platformer is sort of a misnomer because the screen does scroll there is limited horizontal scrolling that goes yeah. on here plus it's got the pac-man effect when you jump at the bottom right right and so you are you are in a confined space like a maze but like you said you can you can jump down at the bottom and come up at the top and you can scroll left and right, but at some point, it doesn't have infinite scrolling. You're going to hit a wall, okay? So, um, the final boss of this game, Chaos Stan. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. You are given a special weapon, and then if you if you beat him, it actually, uh, Chaos Stan reveals his true form, Aaron. Oh, man. This is what always happens in these games. We're going to spoil it for everybody The watching. true form comes out. And meteors uh, are rained down on the player. Chaos Stan, he definitely lives up to his name. He looks like a sort of, um, you know, deformed starfish. With he a, looks like uh, Ukla the Mock with extra arms, but he's still kind of teddy bearish. Yeah, yeah. You How kinda can wanna you give be him that a weird hug? looking and still be kind of cute? It's weird. It's, it's like a, a satanic thing. teddy bear. Also, you also fight Chaos Stan in what appears to be a chapel because there's a stained glass window of a cross in the yeah. back. Yeah, that's... Uh, that's we don't. Who knows what kind of crazy religion that's true. On this that's true. Uh, after he's defeated, Chaos Stan drops a large magic wand, and that wand is what Bubby and Bobby use to free the world from monsters. The old wand. That's, that's usually right. what does it. That's right. That's right. So um, now let's talk about a little bit more about how the enemies are actually defeated in this game. Okay. So if this game is not a game where you just hit an enemy with a parasol and it goes away. What happens is when you hit an enemy, it becomes stunned, okay, and it changes color. So it'll change. A lot of times it's green. And uh, stunned enemies, you can touch them and you can't die, but you can also pick them up with your uh, with your parasol. You can remove them by throwing the enemy. Uh, if, you don't, uh, if you don't get rid of an enemy, it will come back to life, sort of like the turtles in Mario Brothers. Um, and so uh, if you, you can pick them up and... Uh, and, and Toss them away, and the way that you score big points in this game 
is that you line up a ton of enemies. You get them all down there on one of the bottom rows. You stun an enemy and you knock them all out. It's a tremendous visual uh, explosion that happens. Score goes everywhere. It's very gratifying. Yeah, tons yeah. of popsicles and other types of candy appear. Yeah. Like you said, this is a game that if you like having tons of stuff on the screen going on all the time, this is the game for you. This might be the busiest game I've ever played. Duncan called this a dialed back top banana. Yes. <laughs> I would call this, yeah. A to, a wow, that's a, that's a con uh, comparison that shouldn't be made. This game is not that bad. Now, like you said, you also, the the big, the big uh, another big feature of the parasol is that you use it to collect water that's constantly dripping down. Uh, when you collect five drops of water, it become a megawatt of water, as you yeah. said. And then that's what unleashes the gutter cleaning, where you go up to the top of the level and water just flows down every available surface, sweeping away all of the enemies below it. Yeah. Okay. There are four drop types. There's regular water, there's lightning, there's fire, and there's star. Okay. And uh, if, you in, if you retrieve a potion item... On the boss round, you can actually create, and I did this, you can create and collect drops simply by holding up your parasol. So there's an item in this game called the potion, and you can create infinite droplets of water if you collect it before you go to the boss. Mm. And I use that to defeat that first level boss. So that is the Parasol Stars game, Aaron. Tell me, what did you like? What did you not like? You know, I've never liked this game, <laughs> as you know. But as I'm prone to do, I don't like to snap to judgment on things. And so, and I know, much like the other games in this series, which also I'm not a big fan of, people love this game. And it was real popular amongst amongst a certain type of people. And so I wanted to give this to college try. And I will say, I had more success, I had more time too. I had more success and more fun with it than I have in the past. Uh, I still prefer the gameplay, the similar gameplay that's in Liquid Kids. Because I like the scrolling setup, the you know I don't like the single or you know almost single mm -hmm. screen setup. With that said, it is fun when you learn how to use. It's funny the description you said where they didn't know how to use the umbrella, but they were learning. That's mm -hmm. the way I felt. Like you're right, it does slow you. I didn't even think about it. It slows you down when you fall, and you can use it as a shield. You can, it does a lot of stuff, and you need it to because you are perpetually under the gun in this. This game has uh, the Zool problem, though. There is too much on the screen. Too much stuff on the screen. Now, I can forgive it a little bit more than a game like Zool or Super Frog, where there's just like, inundated. But, I mean, there's so much stuff concentrated in this little area that it's so chaotic that unless you are... I mean, you really have to get good quick, or you're just get overwhelmed. That's mm -hmm. just... I mean, and I'm okay. I managed to get ha decently through the game, and I beat a boss. I felt pretty good about myself. But uh, there's so much going on. Even you have to admit, you can be overwhelmed by the chaos. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's my big problem with this game is that there's just there's too much stuff in too small of a space. I really feel like after Bubble Bobble and after Rainbow Islands, they just felt like they had to turn everything up to 11, which is exactly what they did. Yeah. But at the same time, they realized that the arcade market by 1991, wasn't ready for another game, or wasn't wasn't uh, it wasn't the right time for a game that looked like this. The arcade world had moved on. Yeah, and so they they brought this out on the home systems. Now I will say, for a home release, this is an arcade quality home release. They could have released this. I mean, uh, with obviously what you said in in mind, this could have been in an arcade cabinet. I always thought it was an arcade machine mm -hmm. until you schooled me. I thought it was in the arcade for the longest time. Well, yeah. Time. I mean, why would you not think so? When Bubble yeah. Bobble and Rainbow, or Rainbow, was Rainbow, yeah, because Rainbow Islands was in the arcade too. Yeah, wasn't it? absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And this, 
You could say this is the perfect port of a game that doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And so uh, this game uh, was never released in the United States. Uh, this game was only released in... Oh, I'm sorry. This was released in the United States on the TurboGrafx-16, but none of the other ports were released on uh, in, on, on these shores. Uh, the ocean-developed games were released in, uh, in Europe. Uh, the, most people tend to think that the TurboGrafx-16, the original version, is the best version. Uh, I will say that I played every version that was available, which mm -hmm. I believe... Actually, I don't know if that's... I'm never sure if that's the case. But I played this. I played the NES version. I played the ST version and the TurboGrafx-16 version. I will say the TurboGrafx-16 version does look a little bit better. The colors are a little bit better. Uh, I, I, I think that that's just the, 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 the case of the, the TurboGrafx-16 being able to generate better colors than an OCS ECS Amiga. Um, but... The gameplay was just the same. Uh, looking at the NES version, this is this is not the version that you want to play if you want to have a if you want to go to town with this thing. I can see why they didn't. They chose not to release this in North America. For one, the American market tired of single screen platformers much sooner than the European market did. Uh, Rainbow Islands was not the hit in America that it was in uh, in Europe. And two. Uh, the game, the NES, just it, the colors that really are the draw in this game just don't look very good. They, everything just looks kind of bland. It looks a lot like a Commodore 64 game, don't you think? I mean, I'm, I've never played this on the uh, NES. This is really the first time I sat down and looked at it. But I mean, it do, I'm surprised that they didn't do a better job. Mm -hmm. I mean, and maybe they knew it was going to be a limited release and they want to waste time on it. But I mean, would you not agree that the NES could absolutely at least match the Amiga version? I would think that it could get closer. If it couldn't right. match it, it could have at least gotten how closer. How did, did did they release Rainbow Islands and I know they released Bubble Bob. Well, did they? How close did they come? Are they pretty close? Boy, I, I'm going to have to take some more time to look at it because yeah. I don't know if I've ever looked to see if there was. Maybe a, they didn't release. Yeah. It. I'm not. I'm not 100 sure. But yeah, I was surprised with the quality of this one. It may play well. Yeah, yeah but I mean, it, I was surprised. And I also wonder if it supports two, simultaneous two players because the setup doesn't necessarily look like it does. But mm -hmm. who knows? But uh, um, yeah, I would stick with the hey the Amiga. I don't know. You're going to be hard pressed to do better. They did a good job on it. Yeah, yeah. Now this game reviewed very, very well. Uh, scores in the 80s and 90s all across the board. Oh, even yeah. even Amiga Joker gave it an 80. Wow. So you know that you know that it's pretty good. I guess Amiga Computing did dip its toe into the 79 read, but uh, most of the scores. In the 90s or the high 80s, uh, this game, like I said, uh, it was released in 1991. This was a big year for game releases. Now, I know the Amiga version came out in 92, but I mean, uh, going up against Sonic, Super Mario World, Street Fighter 2, Link to the Past. Things have changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I can see why they weren't itching to bring this, you know, to possibly waste money on an American release. If you think about like it, that in, that, in that context... This would explain why we got a Liquid Kid, for example. Right. Those are more in line with the way games were going. Exactly. A game with a, a level that had a beginning and an end that you traversed along, and they tried to keep the same, uh, you know, sort of visual effects and sort of the same sort of gameplay in a in a different sort of game format. So yeah, that when you say it like that, that makes a lot more sense to me, Boat. Yeah. Yeah. We got we got one Discord review this week, Aaron. Uh from Lord Soup. Lord Soup says, uh, Rainbow Islands and Bubble Bobble got together and their baby was more than the sum of their parts. Not enough people played this bundle of joy. Such fun. It's not by any means perfect. It's no Mario, but it's hella fun. Kaido kicking Jaime. 
A great game, 9 out of 10. Bro, how, how do you see this one? But, I mean, I know you don't like this as much as the other two, but, I mean, do you enjoy playing this a lot? Uh, no. This really? Is, I would rather not play this game. I, I think that it's, you know, in terms of single-screen platformers, I like almost everything. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll play this game, but I would much rather play Bubble Bobble. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of Rainbow Islands either, so. You know, I think this is a game that if you are if you are someone that gets really, I think there's a, a there's a learning curve here that probably a lot of people wouldn't even come close mm-hmm. to getting. And I think if you're a, a real good player that spends a lot of time on it, this would be a lot of fun to watch. A real experienced player tear it up. Yes, yes. And I have seen some experienced players as we're watching right now uh, do, doing real good. And it is amazing because, like you said, learning how to use the parasol is a skill. Yeah. Uh, and I appreciate games that do give you that sort of multiple ways to play. And so this is a game that is worth checking out if you've never played it. Yeah. It's a game worth playing. It's a beauty. Yeah, it's a beauty. Welcome to Retro Rewind. I'm your host, British Jones. Whether you enter the Amiga, Commodore 64, or Tiger Floral Print Speedsuits, Retro Rewind has all you need from the friendly hosers of the Great White North. Looking to upgrade your Amiga? Check out the Amiga OS 3.2.2 Kickstart ROM for just $18. Or maybe you need a C64 or C128 diagnostic harness. Grab one while they're hot. Don't miss our best sellers like the 1541 Transit Card for just $1. Or the incredible Amiga Coin Cell Battery Adapter. Shop now at Retro Rewind Limited and bring your classic computers back to life. Retro Rewind Limited. Frank's the man. All right, Aaron. We've reached the end of yet another episode of the Amigos Summer of Arcade. We are, yeah. We've pre-recorded these episodes uh, for release in July as we are off uh, gallivanting about during the summer holidays. I love Summer of Arcade. I'm having a lot of fun trying these out. These have been fun so far. Absolutely. So, Aaron, what are we playing next time? Well, both Summer of Arcade... And part of the fun is we don't tell you what we're playing. That's right. Who knows? (laughs) But it's going to be from the arcade. It's for darn sure. That's right. So tune in next week for another great episode of the Amigos Summer of Arcade. Until then, adios. Amigos is made possible by contributions from listeners like you. Patreon supporters help choose the games we play, receive exclusive magnets, and get access to the Amigos Retro Gaming Discord server. Visit patreon.com slash amigos podcast if you'd like to support the show and join our community.